You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. I'm here with uh, Tommy Wakefield. Hey, Tommy Wakefield, a Tommy little colder Wakefield. than usual. A little colder. I am uh, in the yard as usual, and there was a storm in Los Angeles, and people don't know, my entire studio, living room slash apartment is my yard, basically. <laughs> the storm came and blew through it, and now we're in a bunch of fucking debris. Looks like a tarps. movie set from like a disaster movie. Yeah. And Tommy came because I bribed him, like a good, like a good person. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's the game, baby. One of the things that we want to talk about is uh, uh, I am recently recovered from COVID. I'm a survivor, Tommy. Wow, I know. You get the T-shirt. And let me just say this about the COVID experience. That should be a ride at Universal. The <laughs> COVID experience. Um, it was not great, mm-hmm. but. It also, there are two thoughts. Number one is, when I got COVID, because I got the test and it came back positive, and I knew there was some, you know, I wasn't feeling great, my first thought was, oh my God, I could die. Oh shit. Because it's COVID, and it's this weird, I mean, mysterious yeah. virus, and there are all these outlier stories of young people dying and people who are 40 and healthy dying, of course, um, my friend Nick, the Broadway actor who, who died early on, who's a healthy guy and a Broadway star. So no matter what you feel about the virus, it f- you f- are open to the possibility of your death, just There's in a very danger, small yeah. way, right? It's like skydiving or something. And it's ironic because I've had the <laughs> flu before where, have you had like a real flu? A lot of people are like, I yeah. had a flu. You had a cold, motherfucker. Because the flu flu, like a mm. real flu, you feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Everything for sure. in your body says you're dying. You sometimes literally can't get out of bed if you have a really good flu. And um but I've never felt like I was going to die. I just felt that I wanted to die. Right. But I knew in my heart that it's not going to fucking kill me. Now, I had covid and it never was that bad, but I thought I was going to die. That is definitely a function of some weird media shit. Well, sure. And I guess my question is, what is the game that everyone is being told that they might die? Um, <laughs> in my opinion, it is that there is a real danger. There is a lot of people who have died, right? Disproportionately old people. But we still got the tally. We got the big number, yeah. you know? And so... Um, there is a public good to people over-perceiving the danger of COVID because it keeps them inside and it keeps it from spreading. And it keeps the emergency rooms available for people who might need them. On top of that, the media loves dangerous shit, right? Whether yes. it's mad cow disease, Zika. Tornadoes, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes. Right. So this is like a, sh- a never-ending smorgasbord for them. And they get to point... You know, do you remember with the war on terror? Yes. Right. Code red. 
Code orange. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, oh, there's a terrorist in your town, maybe. We're code red. Yeah. No, nothing ever happened nothing after 9 11. Nothing ever happened. And yet they love little games like this. So, this, with the bonus of them treating it like it's the end of the world, is like doing a public good, in their opinion, by keeping people off the streets. So it is like it's incentivized from all sides and it's kind of... Uh, Do you think it's fueled by the fact we have a 24-hour news cycle totally. that just needs fodder for material? And if Trump isn't tweeting, like that's all they got is COVID? Well, it was definitely fueled by Trump, right? Because it was something you can pin on him. It is bad. It yeah. is genuinely bad from a neutral perspective. Yes. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but where is... Because I remember when H1N1 came out. Right. Which is a much deadlier virus. True. Well, actually, I don't know if it's deadlier, but it was... Definitely deadlier. I would say way, way, way less contagious. The contagion thing on this one is the yeah. crazy part. But I never remember... Obviously, I think in any of our lifetimes, we've been in a situation where we were that worried... I mean, even AIDS for a while. You won't remember this time because you were just a little zygote at the time. <laughs> but... um. When I was first putting my penis in uh, people, ooh, uh, fun! In let's say the early nineties, not to brag, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was convinced that AIDS could kill me from any angle. Like there was still there was still weird antiquated beliefs. Like if you hug someone with AIDS, I mean you don't remember this when Magic Johnson played basketball. A mm -hmm. lot of basketball players wouldn't play with him. Because they're worried that contact with them, physical contact and basketball sure. could give them AIDS. And that was prevalent. Like people were talking a lot about people that. People were oh, putting down paper on toilet seats. Yeah, they thought you could get, you get AIDS from toilet seats. And none of the data really supported any of that shit. And you think that was media driven? Absolutely, it was media driven. Mm. It was the same thing, just in a different, a different time where everyone was convinced that. Because, look. And now AIDS is like, oh, AIDS, really? That's it? But <laughs> at the time, it's it sort of, it, it's ironic because in the beginning it was like, okay, this is this is gay, they call it gay cancer. That's what it was called before they gave Gay AIDS. cancer? Gay cancer. But There's I've a gay cancer. That, yeah. <laughs> that was originally before they came up with AIDS. And um, <laughs> Wait, the scientists were calling it gay cancer? That's just what Folks, the media was calling it. We got gay cancer in the video. There's a gay cancer. We're working on a new name. So everyone was like, it's just gay people. And then the media convinced everyone, including myself. How well, can it just be gay people? Well, hear me out. That it, you can get it from just normal heterosexual vaginal sex. God sex? Huh? God, Christian, Michael Pence God sex. loving sex? God loving sex. <gasps> even if you even were if, married. Even if you pray? Even if you prayed. Even if you fucked through a hole in the sheet like an what? Orthodox Jew, you could get it. So that... New rule, no sex even if you're married. That was a real cock block. Not as much as a cock block as, as COVID, but it was a cock block because... The cock block of fear. It's just everyone, there was a long time where like the whole, all of the 90s and half of the 2000s, everyone was wearing condoms. And if you didn't wear a condom, if you were a man, you didn't want to wear a condom, meaning you were a man, you did everything in your power <laughs> to like convince women... I'm clean. I got tested. I haven't done any, you know. Yeah. And the truth is... I'm a virgin. <laughs> and the truth is, it's kind of true. And now that there's more knowledge about AIDS, it does kind of 
happen from sex, from anal sex. That is the number one transmission vector for AIDS. Oh, anal interesting. Sex. It is such a rare occurrence to happen during what regular vaginal sex. What about if you sex. poke someone in the butt and lick it? You're fine. Yeah? Yeah. Lick. <laughs> what a relief. Tommy, go ahead. Go on. Keep eating assholes like you goddamn Generation Zs do. I'm not eating asshole. I'm just sampling. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that... Um, and now everyone's fear about AIDS is sort of like mollified because there's lots of therapeutics. Now people are like running marathons. Now, now I feel like you get AIDS, you have superpowers because you are you get the best diet, you get the best drugs. <laughs> well, that is a new take. I have not <laughs> heard that. Uh, every time I, I want to get AIDS. Someone's like, I have AIDS, and I just ran a marathon. I'm like, God damn, I need AIDS. I can't even run a fucking mile. <laughs> yeah, it was the AIDS that gave them the ability to run. <laughs> so, um. So my point is, it started off as like, oh, it's a gay thing, and then it was like, no, it's everybody, and now pretty much like, mm, that's kind of a gay thing, right? It's not happening through blood transfusions. The worst part of AIDS is you can't get COVID. Let me put it, one of the first times I got an AIDS test in New York, this is like something you you never had to deal with, getting AIDS tests in New York City, because I was in New York City <laughs> in graduate school I've never done. <laughs> in the late 90s, getting uh, getting AIDS tests. Planned and Parenthood? I was just convinced. I don't know if it was Planned Parenthood, just some clinic, some uh, ghetto-ass clinic. God, in, I love a clinic. In Midtown. And the way that you would do it, you go to, the, and there are these women there, um, they would give you the test, and you'd have to wait a week. Yeah. And that was the longest fucking week sure. of your life. God. Even though I wasn't even doing anything that crazy. I was never, I was never, I, to this day, like, I can count on, on one hand how many times I've had sex in the butt. In the or butt? Even like, one hand? Huh? Yeah. Less than five. Maybe More than two one hands. person? Um, I mean, one hand, but I'm not saying like... You put how, the whole hand in there? Yeah, the whole fist. Oh, wow. So um, you have to wait a week. And so I remember I waited this week. And How I, many I, people have you had anal sex with? Anal sex with? How many women? I would, pro <laughs> I would literally say probably the maximum in my life has got to be less than 10. <laughs> you said one hand! <laughs> I've... Ten, well, I know. I'm not saying how I. I'm not using my fingers to count. <laughs> I'm just pointing counting? at my. I'm pointing at my hand like little dots. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can hold ten marbles in a hand. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So. <laughs> but I wasn't doing anything that. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you hook up with a wildebeest. But, sure. At a club, but you were never. I was never. But that week, I was convinced. A wildebeest is someone have you have anal sex with. AIDS. Oh. I have AIDS. Yeah. So then they call you and you have to get you'd have to get the results in person so i remember i was in chelsea at the time and and it, it, look it's an awful disease and i saw i knew people who died yeah and it was it's it very was, serious i had, I had a, a, a teacher at nyu grad school who was my teacher who died of aids when i was there it was very sad um and my mom's one of my mom's best friends died of aids oh really yeah how, how did they get it just through he was gay i mean yeah yeah so and that's how, all of a sudden you sound like a homophobe by saying it, but that's kind of like how it was spread. In the beginning, of, certainly. And in, in the beginning and, and then all throughout every time. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm well, not saying that's, well, I'm not condemning it. I'm just saying that is how you're it is. You're certainly not rooting for it. No. Are and you, also, unless are you going on the record unless saying that? Unless you're, sharing, <laughs> unless you're sharing needles, which is nothing. So I'm not. I'm, I'm, you wouldn't share a needle with I'm me? I'm not gay, even though I if roller. If I needed it? <laughs> if I was going to die, you wouldn't share me. a needle with me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I would. But uh, so meanwhile, I live in Chelsea and I rollerbladed, but I wasn't gay. So I remember rollerblading 
to the clinic. And it was like cultural appropriating the gays. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't commit though. Yoga, tight tank tops, fake tans. So I was rollerblading (laughs) to this clinic and I, it was like the scene in Poltergeist. Being gay and Italian is the same thing. (laughs) I was like rollerblading. And I remember it was like that scene in Poltergeist where the hallway just kept extending longer and longer as you're going to to the door. Yeah, you know wow. that that trick they do in horror films, like you're walking and you never get to the door because it's getting the hallway's getting longer. Yeah, yeah. I was rollerblading. I was like, it was taking me fucking an hour to get to this place. My roller. You look down and you're on a walk, moving I'm just sidewalk. Like, oh my god! Like, when am I going? So I get there. I'm like, I'm here for my results, and they sit you down in a room uh-huh. by yourself, and you have to sit there and wait for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then a woman comes in with a folder. Wait, why don't they just text it to you? They can't text I'm it joking, to you. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're calling me old. <laughs> no, so, nor can they tell you over the phone. Why don't they just send it to you on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> they can just Snapchat me the results. So, I sit down, I wait, and and, and while you're waiting, everything, your life is flashed for your eyes. You're thinking yeah. about every trash bag that you put your dick into. And then this woman comes in, this like big black woman. She says she has her folder. She puts it down on the desk in front of me, and then she like very slowly opens the folder she just goes, and mm, looks at it. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at the folder. She has a piece of paper, and I'm going like, like open the door and be like, hey, you're clean. Yeah. She opens the folder. She, she looks goes, at the paper. She looks at me mm. and she slides the paper what? face down on the table across uh-huh. me. And I and I'm like my hands like shaking. I lift it up and it's like you're HIV negative. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, I, I I'm, I'm negative. She goes she goes yes. I go, well I was like why the big why did you <laughs> wait that she was, well you gotta be careful you know you never know. So they do it they did it very deliberately as like a scare tactic. This is probably like I don't know like ninety. I would have busted like you made it. <laughs> I did. Come on, you where's clean? the confetti? That's fuck. Um, if you, if you, that's, I mean, she's just fucking with you. But, but, okay, so <laughs> she absolutely was fine. And that that's was, that hilarious. was what they did. And then later on, so this is probably like, I don't know, 97 or something. And then I, you deserve it, it, it white like man. 2000, I went to another doctor to get like STD tests. Okay. And he said, Do you want an AIDS test? And, and I you're said, like, Never again. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, Yeah, I should get an AIDS test. He goes, well, You can get one if you want. I go, What do you mean? He says, I'm a, I'm a doctor in New York for, 20 years I've never seen he goes do you do drugs I said no he said do you are you homosexual I said no he said there I have never seen or heard of a straight person contra- contracting AIDS in Manhattan it doesn't exist but you can get AIDS if you want I was what like, if I'm what? straight but I have sex with men yeah that's true what if I'm what if I'm what uh, if I identify right. as a woman but I'm having sex I'm with men which would make fuck. me straight Exactly. This is pre-gender. Whoa. This is pre-gender, Bill. That's before gender was even a thing. Yeah. Um. So the crying game just came out. So that was really weird. That really that blew year. my mind. He was basically like, "You can't." Um. Yeah. He goes, "He just won't. He won't get it." And then I. I mean, that's kind of irresponsible as a that's doctor. That's what I thought. I was give like, "Give me the just, test, bro." He's like, "Sure, I'll give you a test, but do you really need a nice test?" <laughs> Who um, is this doctor? <laughs> just some guy I met in an alley. Like a character from a TV <laughs> He's show. From the back of a van. This doctor who's lazy. Uh, no, but it's true. And then if you look at the you look at the data, cream on it. If you look at the data from Manhattan when the AIDS epidemic was kind of out of control, it was not being spread by straight people who weren't drug users. Okay. So this is a stro- again straight people. PR but as I'm campaign? going out as a single man trying to get my thing on, 
everyone's like, what about AIDS? And I was like, well, this doctor told me. Yeah, <laughs> this lazy doctor who was like, I was the last patient of the day and he was like, we don't need it. So I kind of feel that that's, there's something similar with COVID regarding that. Because my daughter who is coming down. She's coming down with COVID? No, no she's coming down here. <laughs> she's coming down here. And I had COVID and I've been tested negative since. She's still terrified to come down and to see me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to want to hug my daughter, but she's like, I don't know. My girlfriend is really worried about it. And they're 20 years old. Like, yeah. I, 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 and I don't know how to convince them. That just seems bad. Well, I think it's just like, I don't know. You've been on Twitter. Unfortunately. <laughs> You're familiar with this site? Every week, a viral tweet is like, this is my 20-year-old cousin star athlete at her college. Not, she's dead from covid yeah one in a million but maybe it's like i see it and i'm like ah. yeah you just need one anecdotal outlier yeah. story and that's all you need to this is jeff fear. he never ate a piece of candy his whole <laughs> life and now he's dead jeff was a triathlete he was yeah. 18 years old it ripped he was out. a virgin a picture of him on the cover of vogue he was virgin he walked outside took his mask off to breathe in the fresh air <laughs> died died instantly and what's crazy about he that... He got COVID and then he got hit by a truck. <laughs> he got shot in the face, but he had COVID. He did have COVID. He so, was asymptomatic, but he got killed by a truck. Um, anyways. So, so we live in this country now where there is no nuance. There's no middle ground. So either you are a COVID denier right. or you're a COVID fear monger. Believing there's in the middle no, ground is being called a neoliberal. That's... Is that the is that the terms that the kids are using now? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, that's that's just anyone who's a Democrat who doesn't believe in full blown socialism. But or. if you if you live in a space, I feel like now if you live in a space of nuance, we've talked about this before. If you live in a space, so let's open up things for debate, and we're not going to talk about the other thing that I always debate with you. Mm-hmm. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about transgender stuff. So, um, if you you automatically look like you're a brown shirt from the forties. Well, uh, I guess the, um, I think of things like politically and personally, right? Like, or, or societally and then personally in terms of like how my ethics are. Cause I would say societally and, uh, politically I am way more left, right? Of course you are. In terms of, uh, you know, social democracy is a good thing and in terms of, the disease is deadly to a lot of people. You never really know what could happen. And so we as a society should try and wear masks, stop the spread and have as few people die as possible. Right. Yes. But then there's like my personal ethic. Like, I guess my example is like politically, societally, I think that everyone is to an extent, out of their their circumstances are out of their control, right? Like yes. someone could be born poor, someone could be born at a disadvantage, someone could get a disease and not have health care, and we as a society should take care of everyone. But my personal ethic is that you should work hard every single day, even if you're in a bad situation, you should try and get out of it. You should uh, have good work ethics and positive attitudes, and it doesn't matter what the world throws at you, you should still do your best, right? Yes. But I don't I don't um 
I don't use that. Like Republicans believe that, right? They believe that, and everything else is just being victim. But there's this, they uh, use that to define their politics in terms of everyone should be able to get out of their circumstances. Everyone can pull up the bootstraps. Right. I have a bootstraps mentality for myself. Yes. But I recognize that societally, that just doesn't work. Yes. As a policy. Of course. As a form of living. Yes. That's how I am kind of seeing COVID a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I am probably going to be healthy. I'm not going to do anything to put other people in danger, but I am going to take a few more risks in my own personal life. Whereas I think societally, I think it's okay that the media is making it a bigger deal than it is because people need to be inside. It's better. To, it's if you're going to. It's better to say one way. It's better to air. In the, but the flip side of that, which is something whenever you bring up, people also kind of poo poo or they don't really acknowledge it, is that what's happening to people's livelihoods and their mental health, and the I mean the suicide rate has shot up exponentially. During this hmm. depression has shot up exponentially the amount of deaths that have occurred for teenagers how they've died from either ODs OD, ODs or car wrecks or suicide or things that are related to mental health it's gone up through the fucking roof right and a lot of people also who have other diseases and other conditions won't go to the hospital because they're afraid of getting COVID right which is another thing people so the economic stuff the he- mental health stuff is all sort of being uh, put aside hmm for the greater cause of fighting COVID. And I think it's, and if you talk about that as a, as something to weigh against and to, I mean, even the world health organization came out and said, Hey guys, cut it out with the lockdowns. They're not going to fucking help because there's a a food shortage now in the world because of what's happening. Supply chains are being destroyed. So I don't know what necessarily that means, but I feel like it's, it's just sort of, all connected to this idea of nuance because where we, where we are right now in America, the richest country in the history of the world with the greatest economy in the history of the world, true, the highest standard of living ever in the history of the world right For now, the, even the in COVID, that like we as white Americans, mm-hmm. we are crippled with guilt about how great everything is. I would just say as Americans, we're crippled with guilt. So the way that we allay this guilt is to make sure that the most disenfranchised people are protected and get their voice. And there's a well, f- that would be nice. That that is nice, but it's also at the expense of of realistically dealing with. Like if you're if you're a super if you're Gal Gadot and you're out there, hey, hey guys, stay inside, wear your mask. Like you're in a fucking estate. Sure. It's easy for you, all these people, like guys, stay inside. It's like you know how many people have to fucking work right now. I agree. I so completely agree. It's just it's a shame that if you because I got COVID, I know exactly how I got COVID. I I did shows. I did comedy shows, uh-huh. and I for sure got it traveling. I don't know if I got it in the airplane. My guess is that airplanes are, are fucking trash bags, and that no matter how clean and you recycle the air, whatever the fuck it is, filters. The help, whatever HEPA filters. <laughs> there's just there's gross. Next year's cough. There's a hundred and fifty gross God, people on the plane HEPA with you. There's a HEPA filter forty feet away, and then and then the airport alone is just all these gross people. Coming and going at they the airport. They have those hand sanitizer bottles. I know, but they're just breathing. <laughs> it's just like closed in air. As you're sitting shoulder to shoulder. Like I wasn't. I wasn't going out. I wasn't like going out and party. Well, I actually was going out and party. But oh yeah, yeah. It, but I was. I'm not 
one of those guys, dude, what the fuck? This is a bullshit pandemic. I was keeping my distance. <laughs> I wasn't hugging people. When people wanted to shake my hand, I'm like, are you, you fucking- You elbow bumped and you still got COVID? I elbow bumped. Oh my God. And people were like- in, really in, is contagious. In like Cleveland shit, everyone's watching. I'm like, don't shake my fucking hand, weirdo. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I was- <laughs> And I wasn't even fist bumping. I was elbow bumping. You're losing fans and you get it anyway. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I was them. just like Japanese, like bowing to people. Yeah. So Six I wasn't feet, being completely disrespectful, but I traveled and I'm sure that's how I got it. And yeah. I wasn't around that many people. Um, and I felt like for my mental health, it was worth it Yeah. to go out and do shows and do what I love and perform and g- give me a semblance of the fact that I'm actually still existing in the world as yeah. someone who's working on my craft. <sighs> hmm. So it's uh, tricky, but I know a lot of comics who will not, you know, well thought of comics who will not travel right now. It's the combination. I feel like the major reason, because I think it's a great point you brought up in terms of like suicidality and God, depression and car wrecks. I don't know how that factors in, but it's probably relevant. I just think they're just drinking and they're out of control and they're bored and they're substance just abuse. Sure, it's all connected to economic security and then social isolation. Yeah. So those two issues, the economic security, in my opinion, full on drop the ball U.S. government, Mitch McConnell. It's that's on Mitch McConnell. How do you mean? Like, like why? Twelve thousand or twelve hundred, excuse me, twelve hundred dollars in seven months in terms of relief for the average citizen. Sure, there's unemployment, but what about the people who are working? They deserve something, right? Yeah. You mentioned them earlier. These are people who this entire time they've had to put on their masks and expose themselves to the disease for minimum wage. Yeah. They should be compensated. If not by the company, maybe by the government. Yeah. They talked about that somewhere in the summer. I remember them talking about it. Some type of bonus for uh, emergency essential workers. Yeah. Right? Never happened, to my knowledge. Uh, Now, we are... It's been this entire time, and we're fucking debating and debating and debating over $600 and $2,000. It's like, why not? Look at every other country. They're giving the money to the people, and it's helping. They're not having the same level of problems. The social isolation thing is, um, that's a harder one. Because I've yeah. been facing some, t- I'm grateful that I have roommates. To be I honest. feel like there was a time early on in this pandemic where you were losing your fucking mind, Tommy. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I, you know what I think has improved that for me is just like having a little girlfriend. Having a girlfriend, yeah. Having a girlfriend has improved my mental health incredibly. Yes. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. Because there was a time I'd call you like 3 p.m. You'd be like, oh, I'm just getting up. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was, it was taking a, that was back when I was still fully coping with like the loss of stand-up as a creative outlet too. Yeah. Now I'm, I mean, I've kind of come to terms with that more now. Yeah, no, for sure. Me too. I also think that there's also a lot of people like restaurant owners and restaurant workers and stuff like that who are being fucked out in Los Angeles in a way that doesn't quite make sense to me. Like, I don't understand why we can't have... Because the outdoor dining, there's nothing about outdoor dining that ever seemed dangerous to me. And if it did seem dangerous, then don't go. 
They have yeah. the plexiglass everywhere. You're outside. People are wearing their masks. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah. just don't understand why all of a sudden Gavin Newsom stopped doing coke off some stripper's tits and decided, hey, guys, stay inside while I go to fucking the French laundry and have a have a buffet with my buddies. Hmm. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think from the governor's perspective, right? I'm, I, I'm telling you what I think it is. I'm telling you I think it's him going, here we have this rich state. I'm a, I'm a rich white guy. And I will be a hero to the disenfranchised by locking down the state. Not realizing that the people who are suffering the most from the lockdown are the people who are mostly disenfranchised. I don't think he's he's um, thinking he's going to be a hero to the disenfranchised. I think it's more like he's looking at the death number and he's realizing, realizing I mean, in the wake of Trump's loss, that number correlates directly with like, am I getting reelected, right? Yeah. Because if he can keep the number down, it, as long as California is the number one state for COVID in the world, like that is a And it still is now, as we're doing this right now, it's the number one place in the I world, right? I believe so, yeah. I think it's more COVID cases than most countries. Yeah. So, but here's so, the weird thing about that, Tommy. California has been locked down the entire time. True. We've been locked down more than anywhere else in America. And why are we having numbers that trump every other... And also, our weather is good. So the whole idea that COVID doesn't like warm weather, that theory is out the fucking window. I'm also thinking like... uh, I don't think the outdoor dining was like the main catalyst for transmission. Probably the holidays, you know. Well, I also think... I I never really understood everything that goes... And this is why I just... As much as I'm like, I'm a Democrat and I want to get behind liberal causes, I just get so fed up with some of the bullshit I'm fed that that stuff like the protests, and I went in Black Lives Matter marches well, and stuff like that. probably had something to do with- I'm sure. Even when Biden won, just how LA looked, people were out by the thousands all over the fucking country. And then sure. the spike happened coincides with after that, you know, <laughs> right. after those I parties. Mean, I wouldn't say that those parties were solely responsible or anything, but you prob- don't, you don't probably, think that the spike was connected saying, to that. No, I think uh, that was certainly a, an event where the disease was transmitted. I'm not going to act like nobody caught COVID celebrating the Biden victory. Yeah. Right. But that didn't seem that out of the norm in terms of all of the protests the Trump rallies, you know what I mean? The yeah. like people were gathering in mass for some time. That that in LA? Yeah. They were? Yeah, there were a lot of protests going on the whole time. I guess so, but I, I guess I feel that like I, I said, we were I always locked in down and then Biden won and then it was fucking orgies on the street for like a week straight. It was orgies on the street certainly for a day. I don't know what a week. Okay. At least a couple of days. And Thanksgiving and yeah. the colder weather, people are being indoors more. Holidays, a lot of travel, especially in LA. It, it's all it's all factors. Yeah, but when the protests were happening, with the BLM protests were happening, like nobody in the media would ever go out and say, "Hey guys, we get it, but please don't do it." They would actually say, "This is what's happening to Black people is a public health issue that supersedes COVID. So go out and protest because that's a, a public health." Concern. Right. That was literally what they would say. A little which bit struck me as crazy to say that. It's certainly a bit hypocritical. But uh, it's like politically, I tend to agree with that. But I agree as well that 
if COVID is our number one priority, then that wouldn't have been allowed. And another thing I'm wondering too, as much as we know that Trump is like garbage and thank God he's going to be gone-ish, he'll never be gone. We'll see. Um, but I don't know exactly. I keep hearing like he botched the fucking coronavirus. Sure. How, I always want to know how he botched it because even early on, I would see Facebook posts like, my aunt just died of COVID. Fuck you, Donald Trump. And I'm going like, wait a second. Like he wasn't going around going, hey, you come here. <coughs> Here's COVID. Like, I don't know how, I don't know exactly what he could, I mean, maybe there is stuff he could have done differently. All I'm getting from Biden is like, hey guys, wear a mask. But I feel like we've all been wearing masks for a long time now. In LA, it's if you see someone in a in a public place, not with a mask, it's jarring. It is, and you didn't see a lot of it. I mean, even when I'm walking down the street without a mask, people look at me like, "Oh my god, look at this fucking maniac!" And they're twenty <laughs> feet away. Yeah. I've had people twenty feet away see me, spot me, and cross the street if I don't have my mask on. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, so if we've been wearing masks in LA, we've been doing everything. People have been mostly staying in. We observe social distance. All yeah. the stores have the little lines. And we're still the number one place. And no one knows the reason. Like, they're, they're, like I'm not know. getting it. I'm, I'm missing something. I'm also. So what do you think Trump could have done differently? What do you think he would have done differently that what well, Biden would have done you differently? Mean Biden. Well, uh, certainly some things would have been done differently in the beginning. Uh, I mean, I'm not like as up to date with all the ways that Trump fucked up as I once was while it was all happening, <laughs> right? I used to got, you know, I had the laundry list. I was ready. Certain things was he downplayed it from the beginning. He didn't kick anything into action until it was already ravaging the country, right? Yeah. Like he knew about it in January. He didn't say shit. Yeah. He was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, He didn't really do anything in February. A lot of senators, congressmen were selling off their stocks because they knew the economy was about to crash. So yeah. they knew about it and nothing was done. Um, so that place... dismantled the pandemic commission. Response team? Response team. Which yeah. means what? I don't know. <laughs> sounds, sounds important. <laughs> what? What does it mean? Who the fuck knows? Because, sounds important. Because it seems like the only actionable thing people could really do other than mass social distance is a vaccine. The, Obama in 2008 assembled the COVID Rescue Squad. In 2008, the <laughs> COVID was, Rescue it was Squad. Called the, it was called the Coronavirus 2020. Do not dismember this squad. <laughs> yeah, and Trump right. dismembered it on <laughs> oh day one. I had no idea there was a COVID was like, 2020 COVID, squad. What the Trump said? What the fuck is this supposed to mean? <laughs> Get rid of it. And but, that's his primary way that he fucked up. But then what? But I guess my question is. In a very tangible sense, it could what would have happened differently? Who, um, because people say, well, Trump, the fact that he downplayed it meant he killed people, but did he? Because I mean, I know he, yes, he downplayed it, but I'm saying most people, I think, listen to Trump and go, eh, that guy just talks shit, like, what, whatever, who knows? Like, if you're taking your cues from Donald Trump, well, I don't think it would have been to me the way that he fucked up everything is he's such a political fucking dickhead. And everything that he does, he's so divisive that he caused the anti-mask movement from the jump. Yes. In a way that was super unhelpful. Whereas, yeah. let's say we had had a president who was more unifying. Ha! 
hilarious as if that exists. <laughs> um, but did Trump ever say, guys, don't wear masks. It's just annoying. Don't do it. Or yeah, just the fact that he didn't wear He just said a them. bunch of bullshit. Yeah. He didn't wear one. He kind of implied that it's some sissy Democrat shit, you know? Yeah. But so. then the Democrats are all like, hey, they would they get on the thing about you got to wear masks. And then you have all this behind the scene footage well, of, of the camera crew like not wearing masks and shit like that. So I feel like everyone- they're behind the camera. I feel like it, <laughs> at the end of the day, it was like a rich person thing. Wealthy people weren't really wearing masks. Uh, and they were telling us to wear masks. I felt like it was more like a one percenter situation. Well, the one percent weren't in any danger from anything ever. Yeah, and so, also I think that drug overdose. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, one thing I should talk about is when I did get COVID. Yeah. Um, I was so not convinced I was going to die, but I did, and I don't have health insurance, but I did all the things. Yeah. I did all the things. I called my brother, who's a a doctor, I said, what drugs can you give me? So he gave me albuterol, which is a inhaler. Okay. And they gave me azithromycin, which is just some clear uh, bacterial infection in the lungs, I guess. So I took all that. Then I contacted a Chinese herbalist. Smart. Eastern. Eastern. I went east and west, combined them. Did you go African? Yeah, I had a voodoo doctor come over and like... <laughs> <laughs> you go Russian? Some sticks and bones. <laughs> yeah, Russians just like fucking suck it up and drink w- fucking whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah, I did all did you go the- Canadian? I got like, I got IVs. Sorry. <laughs> vitamin D shots in my butt. In your butt? Yeah. Vitamin wow. D shots in my butt. Vitamin B. You got to drink a full cup of moose urine. And I had, and it resulted in me having like one bad night where I had a cough. Wow. So, and then the rest was just like, I just slept a lot. And I had headaches but then here's another thing you got to think about. So, okay. The stress that comes from the fear. Yes. Stress is a tangible thing that's created in your body well, and releases chemicals. Describe more to me the symptoms. Because um, I thought that I had it last week, but the symptoms that I had were so mild that I was like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I got tested yesterday, and but it was raining. You remember yesterday? Yeah. My fucking test got fucked in the rain. What? They sent back, you got to do another, another one. Because <laughs> it was raining and I was like, I had my little jacket on and there was these tents and it was windy. You, you were getting COVID tested outside? I, it was a walk-up clinic in Echo Park. Was the, It was like uh, wet. Was there a room that you could... No, it was a tent. It was Jesus just a tent Christ. with a room. There was no walls. So I took the, the thing and I was like, oh, oh, I coughed. I put it in the thing, and there's, like, water everywhere. I'm soaking wet. And I put the cloth in there, and I throw it in the bucket, and the bucket is getting rained on. So, of course, the the results. Anyways, I By thought the way, I had I don't it. know no, what bullshit know. ghetto-ass test. You, you coughed onto a thing to get tested? You didn't get the nasal swab? <laughs> no. You, you just coughed in a bag? I've never gotten the nasal swab. You don't cough in a bag. You cough in your mouth. <laughs> then you take a swab and you swab your mouth for 20 seconds and then you put it in. Oh, a, you swab it yourself. You swab it yourself. That's ev- everything about that sounds like fucking bullshit. Yeah. I got to tell you something else. I think that a lot of these COVID tests are just money grabs. From who? These Some companies are getting rich as fuck. They buy a few machines and they're setting up COVID tests 24 hours a day. I think everything's a fucking scam in this country. The place I want, easytesting.com. 
It's well, not. sure, Bill. Easy testing. <laughs> Easy with a gov. Z. <laughs> and it costs 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. They do the nasal swab. And then you find out that these results are incredibly You type in how inaccurate. you feel on the internet for 20 bucks. They, they'll let you yeah, know. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's 50-50. But yeah, you, Go got, for you it. don't have it, whatever. And I've had several friends of mine who got tested negative, then tested positive. Elon Musk has had a whole thing where he took like, what was that about? Did you read about that? Mm-mm. Elon Musk got tested like three tests and one was negative two were positive or two were positive three were negative some crazy shit and he was like it's all fucking bullshit which didn't help the conspiracy theorists <laughs> but people are He's getting rich of these tests i'm telling you man like i don't i don't <sighs> know how i feel about them anymore because well, clorox clorox is getting rich that's <laughs> i saw this fucking god i hate advertising it's so evil. <laughs> Everything about it is bad. It makes me feel bad what being manipulated by art, you know? Because that's what commercials are, is like artists using their superpowers to like manipulate yeah. people. It's... <laughs> oh my God. It's such a fucking pandemic commercial. This woman is in the room with her Clorox wipes and she's going all over the dresser and the picture frames and she's being very careful and it's like clorox for when it matters most oh and then God. the old grandpa walks into the room <laughs> he's coming to visit and he's like oh you could have died thank god we had clorox oh my god they're so close to dying but you pulled out the clorox you waves. used the off brand and now grandpa's dead <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch i gotta get the name brand Oh my God, that is so crazy. Poppy! Meanwhile, it's pretty much been proven that COVID doesn't live on surfaces more than like 30 minutes. Ugh. Right? Like my daughter's coming and she's going to spend the night in my apartment. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she's going to be like, did you disinfect everything? And And she's not going to be talking about COVID. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not fair. But she's going to be. You're <laughs> Did right. you wash the sheets? <laughs> I have brand new sheets from the from the laundromat. But from the laundromat, how about from the store? <laughs> <laughs> I know she's going to be so freaked out. But no, I'm fucking. But it's just ah man, I don't understand. And and then also I've had it and now I've tested negative, but that isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. Because after I got negative, I was like, oh, now I can see my parents again. Yeah. My parents are like, don't you fucking come down here. We're waiting for the that. vaccine. I'm like, but I thought the whole point was now I'm negative and I had it and I'm the best, the best person. The best person. I agree. See. I agree with you. When my friends uh, got COVID, I went and saw them because I was like, oh, this is the one person in the world that I would yeah. go see, you know? But then people go, well, you don't know because they're COVID flare-ups. What? I talked to this COVID one girl- flare-ups who got diagnosed, I wanted her to do my podcast, and she got diagnosed with COVID over three months ago. But she won't even come see you, and you've both had it. No, but I said, hey, can you do my podcast? She goes, I'm still recovering. I was like, three months? She goes, yeah, I have like a, it's it's still with me. What? It still is affecting her. So she still is, maybe, maybe she still tests positive for it. Weird. But it's been three fucking months. See, here, this is my thing about the COVID is it's it's kind of a son of a bitch. Like, m- most people get away. Some people, weird shit happens. Have you known anyone recently who's gotten COVID? I know this is all anecdotal, but anyone you know recently who's gotten COVID and had a really bad experience that wasn't 80? 
Um, most of the people that I know who have gotten it are around my age, and they were fine. They're fine. I do know some stories of people in the fifties that were like kind of wiped out by it, but didn't die. Yeah, I don't think I know anyone who's died. But it's interesting too because I feel. But I know people who know people who have died. So when people <laughs> talk about anecdotal evidence, right? They talk about the stats versus anecdotal evidence, right? Sure. And usually when you're talking about things that fit a liberal agenda, mm-hmm. you're you talking go, about data and stats. Data and stats, that's right? What you'd hope so. And then these Republicans will go, well, here's a story. And like, that's yes. just anecdotal fucking evidence. Bingo. Here are the stats. Mm-hmm. But the same thing has happened with COVID because the stats are basically like, unless you're a fat fuck or you're old, you're fine. Right. But they go, but there was college athletes. Like when I talked to my daughter, my daughter's like, did you hear what happened with these college athletes who all tested? I'm that like, That is a very uh, interesting point, Bill. This is, you're saying that liberals only care about data when it's politically convenient. Yes. Whoa. Well, both sides. Whoa, dude. Fucking both sides, the roof right at Both but, sides. But I'm saying, but I'm saying Republicans like, will always be accused of that. Sure. I would like to think that I am a person that relies on data, right? Yes. And the data that is relevant to me is the percentage of ICU beds available and the death number compared to other countries. That is where I would say it's serious enough to be uh, to warrant some type of reaction similar to what we're doing. Yeah. But you make an excellent point on how much danger am I really in? Yes. Very, very, very little. I mean, another example, and I don't know if I don't know if there's more I haven't looked at recently, but the amount of people that got COVID, mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID, recovered, and then tested positive again, the amount of documented cases of, of that happening, mm-hmm. I've heard, was one person. And whenever I talk about being clear of COVID, they're like, well, you can get it again. Based one on that person. one is that true? documented, maybe there's more now. This is like maybe a, a month or two ago. We should do research. And I've never no, looked it's, it up. Tommy, research in our podcast? We just talk out of our ass. And also, th- that doesn't take into account the fact that maybe some of this stuff was false negatives or false positives, so we don't really know. Oh, man. And then I heard, well, the antibodies last three months. That was the sort of talking point. Antibodies only last three months. And now I'm being told, well, they can last a year. And then I heard they can last up to 10 years. So, on the same vein, what does it say? You got some, got some information there? These sons of bitches, cdc.gov. Yeah. All right. Uh-oh. Whoa. We're really, really getting official on the afterlife here. cdc.gov. Whoa. This is the first citation from a .gov in the history of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In general, reinfection means a person was infected once, recovered, and then later became infected again. Based on what we know from similar viruses, some reinfections are expected, period. We are still learning more about COVID-19, period. What the fuck does that tell us? It says that they don't have enough information to show that happens. It means they don't know a goddamn thing, but they don't, they're scared. It means yes. no, but, ah, who knows? No, but hey. No, but, ah, yeah. But I heard there was no, one. No, don't hold us to that. I was heard <laughs> one documented scientific case of that happening. That's, and everyone uh, holds onto that thing like a shining star. Like that's the thing. You can get reinfected. And that's when I went to Arkansas, Turpentine Creek, and I went to a tiger sanctuary. Right? Yeah. 
And I had my mask on. I was doing the tour. But I was doing these TikTok videos where I was getting paid to do educational TikTok videos, right? That's cool. So the tigers are a bajillion feet away in the distance. I'm in the back of the group. I lift my mask down. I go, hey, guys, we're looking at white tigers. White tigers actually don't really occur in nature. They're bra- and this woman goes, what are you doing? Put your mask on. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing a really quick video. Just put your mask on. You can affect the tigers. It was literally 50 yards away. And I'm outdoors. So I'm just going like, uh, what? I think I said, what the fuck are you talking? I cause a scene because that's sure. what I do. Yeah, do um, and later you're I, already, I, you're I, already I, there. I said, how many tigers? You've been casting the role. Play the part, baby. I said, how many tigers have been infected <laughs> by COVID? They go, there were two in the Bronx Zoo. Those two tigers in the Bronx Zoo are the only cases of tigers being infected with COVID. But now everywhere in the fucking world is making people terrified of infecting tigers with covid yeah because of two tigers getting it and have there been cases since then no <laughs> but that's all they hold on to yeah so now i'm a tiger killer because i lift my mask down for five seconds it that's just a pretty cool name though tiger killer <laughs> tiger killer oh that's the next, well, next down, Netflix tiger killer. <laughs> um yeah anything else see you say 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 about that no yeah one time I was having sex with the tiger, and someone was like, you're going to give the tiger AIDS. <laughs> Call back. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, well done, Tommy. I'm working on it. It was pr- a little rusty. <laughs> Haven't done comedy in ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just don't, um, I don't know really what I'm saying other than the fact that we are obviously in a world, probably because of social media. Sure. Because of these entrenched camps. Social media is so poisonous. It's so bad. Yeah. It's evil. I kind of put it down for like maybe a week or two during the holidays. Uh-huh. And I just kind of like, not totally either. I was still on it a little bit, but yeah. I stopped like posting on Twitter all the time. And yeah. I stopped posting Instagram stories and I just felt a lot better. Yeah. It's like so exhausting. It's yeah. Like a strain on your, what the fuck is that noise? That's an alarm somewhere. Sounds like the goddamn War of the Worlds siren anyways what do you think would happen if i know they did this as a beta mode in australia where they removed likes so when people posted you couldn't see how many i think the person receiving it could see how many likes they got but other people couldn't see how many likes every post got right they did that as a some sort of did uh, they keep it probably not i don't know but they were doing it to see if they would spread it around to america and i know it was discussed but too many people are like, no, I need those fucking likes to fill the void in my soul. America is not the country of the common good, Bill. No. You should know this. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about the common good. I'm going to get mine. And then the other thing, the, more, the most American thing ever is getting yours and showing it to everybody who ain't got it. Mm-hmm. That's America. Mm-hmm. Getting yours and showing everybody who ain't got it. And that's why social media is so popular. Yeah. So, so 100,000 likes, and I don't give a fuck, but I want you to know that you'll never get it. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't think that exists in other countries? Sure it does. It's very human nature But yeah. other countries do things like, maybe if someone can't afford health insurance, we shouldn't let them die <laughs> on the street. You know? This is like Finland. You know, or Australia, they'll be like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe there is a greater cause than eating my shorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there is a greater calling than sticking it to your high school class. <laughs> <laughs> but not here, baby. This is the land of the free. I know. I wonder what it would take for me to give up my social media just for maybe I'll put it away for like a week just to see. But then I'm like, I'm, I'm missing out. I got to help my career because in my head, it's all about like my Instagram followers are directly proportional to my career. Can I say? Yeah. You are right about that. That is the sad reality. Ugh. I, my friend, uh, you know, oh shit, you know Mike Falzon. Yeah. We're both friends of his. He posted on Twitter the other day about how annoying it was that some of his favorite bands had been complaining that the algorithm is burying them because they're not active on social media, right? Uh-huh. So this is musicians. And what do they want to do? They want to make the album. They want to put out the album, right? And then they want to like post when they want to uh, to their fans. But the fact that they're not posting every day and making like bullshit content to stay relevant means that they are falling behind in attention and streams. And my girlfriend is a musician and she encounters this. She's like... Yeah, if you want to stay relevant on the Spotify streaming, you got to constantly be putting out music. And that's just not how I operate. Yeah. Right? I like to make an album and sit with it for a time and like be comfortable with it and then put it out. But the whole industry of entertainment, whether it's comedy or music or anything, it's constant, constant, constant output. And sometimes for nothing. This is how TikTok is. You got to make a fucking video every day. So creatives in this country are beginning squeezed to our core like a fucking lemon. It's exhausting. So I don't give a fuck about social media, but I'm, I don't want to be left behind. So the algorithm is that if you post every day, it'll be more favorable to you no matter what you're posting. Yes. That's fucking crazy. You know, it's funny about that is because I've been posting a lot more on Instagram. Almost... Yeah. Every day or every other day I post on Instagram and I get a lot more engagement. Yes. And I yes. just thought like, oh, it's because I'm posting good shit. No, it's just because the the machine, the AI goes, this motherfucker is addicted and let's get him fucking make sure that he's addicted with these likes. It's, it's we want to reward him for being on it all the time and we want to punish people who aren't. <laughs> if you're too good for social media, you'll never be one of us. Yeah. Right. Man. You can't just pop in when you want to. You're either a fucking in it or you're not. It's a cult. Yeah. That's why sometimes I'll look, I'll watch a movie and I'll see a really great fucking actor or, yeah. or a great director or a great creator and I'll go on their social media and they'll have like 10,000 followers, 5,000 followers. I'm going like, oh, I got so many more followers than this person. But they just don't fucking care. And I'm like, oh, they have a much better career than, than mine. <sighs> what a luxury. To not care. Or not have a social media. Not, not have, have to care. Imagine being, <sighs> dude, the most popular actors, like the actors who got in before all this shit. Oh, they don't need it. Most of them don't give a fuck yeah. about social media. And they'll always work because they're fame famous, right? Yeah. But now the only people who are getting cast, the only people who are getting booked, the only people who are getting streams are all from these apps. They've dominated it. Yeah. Yeah. There is no gatekeepers, but the gatekeeper is uh, enslaving yourself to these fucking mind-melting Oh my God, demon that's machines. so crazy. I didn't even think about that. So I'm on this crazy treadmill because I'm like, okay, if I go on vacation for a week and I don't post, that'll be good relief for me. But if I then post after a week, it's going to be like a mm, few hundred likes. You got to earn it back. I stopped tweeting 
I already know. I could post the best tweet of my life tomorrow, and it would probably get like 50. I have to earn it back. I have to like tweet several good ones, and you can get back into it. Yeah. Right? But it, they punish you. That's so crazy. I didn't Ugh. realize that every... You know, that also happened to me on Facebook because I used to be pretty active in Facebook and yeah. I would post like, huh, let me tell you my opinion about stuff. And I would yeah. get really engaged in these political... And I would get hundreds and sometimes thousands of, of likes and, and people sharing it and stuff. And then I stopped on Facebook because Instagram became my thing. And yeah. then when I, when I post on Facebook, I get like two likes. Yes. And this is part of the evil business model that is these apps. Oh they want to keep you on it and keep you on it and keep you on it. And that's why the algorithm shows you whatever the fuck you want. That's why every, every time you refresh, it shows you all the stories of the hot girls with the big asses. Because that's what you've been clicking on. Damn it. Apparently I have been, yeah. Because your thumb's attached <laughs> to your dick. <laughs> you know? And um, I, stopped, I started muting now that I have a girlfriend. I was like, oh, goodness. I, just, yeah. I, just, I had to start muting these big ass people. Yeah. Because I don't even like, it wasn't even a conscious thing. Yeah. I would like to be watching the stories of my friends. Yes. I would like to know what fucking uh, my friend Nick, who was always there for me growing up, and we have stories and we go back. You know what I mean? I'd like to know what the fuck he's up to on Instagram. Yeah. He's buried number 50 (laughs) on my fucking phone. I haven't caught up with him in months, right? Yeah. Because I've been clicking on the big asses. Not on purpose. Yeah, but sometimes it's late night, and I want to. My friend, you go my friends have never posted a booty pic. Okay. Yeah, they're posting like, this is a picture of a tree. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big booty, a big booty obsessor either. But I've looked at them before, I maybe liked one before, and then. But if I go into my what to explore on Instagram, half of it's big booties. Oh, uh, it makes me mad because I would say. If anything, I have incredible restraint when it comes to big booties. Yeah. Compared to my friends, I would think. Yeah. I don't post comments on the big booties like, ooh, nice booty. I don't post comments. I don't flame react to big booties. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just existing and I'm tapping a few bubbles when I log on, right? Yeah. And if there's a girl, and here's the thing, I'm not tapping random big booties. Yeah. I'm tapping big booties who I have... No, personally, yeah. who, there's a potential I might have sex with them yeah. at some point. Because I want to look at it's the a, booty. It's a comic with a big booty. You're there for the comic, not for the booty. I want to look at the big booty, and I want to think, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it on my Amazon wish list. Click. Who knows, right? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Who? Could? She's going to look at her likes. She's going to see, this guy liked my big booty. I should date him. Right. Well, the like is just like, they see me like it, and they go, Maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just everybody, maybe, boop, boop. And that's a whole other thing, too, is these women, they want the likes. But then if you like a comment, then you're a reply guy. You it can't depends. be the reply guy depends either. Depends on the comic. Reply guy, you're right. First of all, you're right. Is reply guy just a Twitter thing or is that an Instagram thing? I started on Twitter. I believe that it has expanded. It's kind of a, it's a nice rhyme. Yeah. But a reply guy specifically on Twitter is like a girl posts a sarcastic joke. Yeah. And then they take it literally and they like fact check her. Oh, is that what that is? It's kind of know-it-all mansplainer slash a girl posts a booty pic and they go, oh, I would like to have sex with you. Yeah. You know? Or even they just do something cute. It's like, looking good. Smile, winky face. And like, oh, that's a reply guy. 
the that's sure. That's more like reply guys, like guys who reply. My simp's online simp's. Uh huh. Simp's are guys who are obsessed with a female content creator and are always liking and replying to everything she does. Yes. You don't want to do that either. No. I do that to some of my female friends because uh, I'm supporting them and then they do it to me. Yeah. Right? I do it to Tiffany Haddish because if I leave a comment on Tiffany Haddish's Instagram, then I'll get like 10 followers. Smart. Yeah. And that is networking. Yes. That's different. I say when you do it to like co, uh, co comedians, co creators, what a what the fuck term we're using now, coworkers. <laughs> when you do it to them, uh, that's just strategizing. It's just networking. Smart. I but think yeah. I think what I'm going to do is every time a booty pic shows up on my Instagram, I'm going to write. You can click on a dismiss or don't show me this or not mute. interested. You can mute it or yeah. you can unfollow. No, but, these are people. But if you go to, um, more to explore, these aren't anyone I follow. But it's all just big booties. That shit makes me mad because I don't even like when I'm scrolling. I like zero big booty pictures. Yeah, I have zero big booty pictures on my feed. When I say big booty, I just mean like people with big booties that I'm looking and, at their story. Ninety percent of the shots are their booty. They're holding a product. <laughs> sure, but. Ultimately, I don't really follow people that I don't know who have big booties just to see big booties. Yeah. And yet, like you, I hit explore and it's all big booties. Yeah. So they know that we're straight men who like big booties. (laughs) They gotta know. I mean, statistically, we would like big booties, even if we'd never liked one. Yeah. But I don't have big big titty uh, Instagrams. I don't even know if there are big titty Instagrams. Oh, there's big titty Instagrams. Yeah, I don't you get have, that. You've seen big titty Instagrams. But I don't get, they don't feed me the big titty. On the, More Explorers, all big booty. So they know that I'm a bo- I'm an ass man, not a big <laughs> Yeah, same, dude. The AI knows that somehow. But I would say I am. An ass man over a Str- Strangely man? enough, yeah. I, I, I've, I've thought about that. Because my entire, this is true, my entire life, one guy's like, man, look at those women's titties. I was like, eh, who cares? I love titties too, though. I but, don't care. But when it comes down to it, the booty is something, there's something extra sensual about a booty because that's what rubs on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, apartment three. Oh. That's apartment one. I'm apartment three. Thank you. So, a package is getting delivered. A package is being Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. So, big booties. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got to start. So now, but what I've been doing recently is I've been kind of not liking them. And I, all I get is jujitsu stuff now. I get skateboarding stuff. Yes. It's better. It's a better life. It's a better life. More masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat that fucking metal. Yeah. So now, now, and I feel better about my life. That it's just, it's just jujitsu videos. I don't want to see, I, I mean, and this is what something I did a long time ago, but I do not understand these people who just follow hot girls and just yearn for them. They just live in a perpetual state of lust for <laughs> thing, someone who doesn't give a fuck about them. I started unfollowing. And if you don't follow me back and you're just hot and I don't even know you, why would I waste why? so much energy on that? Yeah. That's hopeless yearning. This fanboy simping. Yeah, I know. I used to think that you follow the big booty influencers and then you, then they'll come to a show. 
One day you win the lottery, right? And then you sleep with them. Well, not even that, but just <laughs> honestly, it's more just like if I follow the big booty and then the big booty follows me, then big booty is going to come to my show and bring so many big booties to if my show. If the big booty follows you, I'm fo- I'm following. Yeah, for sure. Let me clarify. If yeah. a big booty follows me, I am mutual with big booty. Yeah. You got to be mutual with big booty. To follow a big booty that doesn't even know you exist yeah. and just comment on all their stuff? Yeah. That's I mean, you can follow mental illness. You can follow a big booty, leave a comment or two. And if they'd never respond or follow you back, you got to unfollow the big booty. Unfollow the big booty, dude. Have yeah. some respect for yourself. Yeah. That's sad. It's also weird. You're like, not even friend zoned. You're you know, fucking simp zoned. I'm going to look I'm going to look at my Instagram right now. See what see what they're I mean, first of all, they're hearing everything we're saying. So all I'm going to get is big booty for the next 2 years. Yeah, we just said the word big booty 4,000 <laughs> times. And for the record, I uh I have a girlfriend, so I'm on extra mute mode. Extra mute. Stay out of my fucking Stay out of my Oh, here's another Wi Fi, baby. So here's here's my um here's my I just hit the, the, the search thing and here's what shows up. Number one shot, big booty. Or big everything. Right? I mean, that's quite a picture. And then I go, Oh, <laughs> Anna Capazzoli. And I go, Okay. And I go, I don't the know. The fact you clicked on her is going to fuck your phone up for two weeks. Okay, I'm not going to click on her. No, you can click on them, but just know that they'll remember. And then I like UFC, so then what they do me? MMA cheeks. They show- MMA cheeks? They show UFC fighters <laughs> with big butts. Girls, by the God! way. God! How many likes does she got? How many followers does MMA cheeks got? By the way, this MMA cheeks, this is only 3,000 likes. How many so followers MMA, MMA cheeks? 60,000 followers. Just for the record- if I wanted to start an Instagram page that would for sure get just thirsty followers within a month, uh-huh. MMA Cheeks is a brilliant handle. And then just so then and like oh okay and they, then there are these like weird aggregate sites it's where porn. they just it's fucking porn. But the, here's what pisses me off the most. We're helpless to it. You know what pisses me off the most? What? Fucking shuffling videos. That was called aerobics in the eighties. The shuffling shit. Yeah, I see a lot shuffling of Shuffling is dumb. Like, why is that considered good dance? I don't know. It's. I remember that was, it was like Billy Blank's Thai Bo shit. It was like Zumba. And now it's like, oh, I'm a shuffler. No, you do aerobics, bitch. That's what we called it. <laughs> so then we have shuffling and then I have like, I don't know. Bill, anti-shuffling. So it, and then it's like. <laughs> Hot take. It's like, it's like, you know, MMA, right. jujitsu. And then like, there's a girl doing the splits right there. But that's mixed with like a kind of like boxing jujitsu thing That's a girl doing the splits so they combine it everything so they everything oh you like jujitsu everything has to get you a little hard it's like or you a like jujitsu and <laughs> yeah it's literally just jujitsu and then well you remember the like the and first and then like this still still like half naked girl half naked girl but it's yoga so you it's remember healthy. the first instagram comedians right what do you mean? I don't like know. Like the first Instagram sketches were so bad, everyone was making fun of them, but they all followed the same format. It would be like you're walking with a hot <laughs> you're walking with your girl and a girl with a big ass walks by <laughs> and you look and then your girl's mad at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Relatable, relatable content. <laughs> you ever been walking with your girl and a girl with a big ass walks by? <laughs> and then you pretend like you're itching your chin with your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> These are, this is the level of Instagram comedy for a long time, and it was oh getting views because they would just get really hot girls in it. Oh yeah, and people were liking it. And people were commenting things like, "Who's, who's that girl?" Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you are a girl who's 
above 5'7", with a big booty, who's fit, you can make a living on Instagram. Period. Drop above 5'7". You could be fucking... Five four yeah. three. And if you have, have a, a if you're if you're a girl with a great body, but that great body also includes a big booty, mm-hmm. you can make a living. Period. In America, titties you can make minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> if you have if you have all titty no booty, then you're just a girl from Texas. Yeah, all titties no booty. You're on food stamps. Then you're like white trash from a trailer. <laughs> I hate that. That's the worst body for me. Um, this is this has covered a lot of a lot of subjects. A lot of subjects. It's just you, this definitely fucks because I look at men fighting each other and I look at big booties. So I'm look, what, I'm gonna look at my explore page right now. Yeah, it's just it's jujitsu, MMA, and then big booties. That's all, right, all I'm it on is. It. And then shuffling, Ugh. skateboarding, giant Christmas titties. You got Christmas titties. Uh, look at this. Look at this. What? <laughs> this is. She looks like a nice lady. Okay, though. soccer, Ozil. Very, very curvy girl, super face-tuned in a car. What's also weird are these sites like, okay, this site called Portraits Cam, right? Which I don't know what it is. It's just a guy, some guy started it, and he just shows different hot women. It's got almost a million followers. It's just different hot women that he posts. So it's an aggregate Instagram site where he just- Post hot he, women? And he- I mean, at, at if you have 850,000 followers, you're making money from that, right? Yeah. Just posting hot women. Just get an Instagram, compile a bunch of photos of hot women, post yeah. them. Skateboarding, 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 hot girls, hot girls, hot girls, hot girls, skateboarding. God damn it. Anime titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't escape. You can't escape, man. It's, I... I it is dystopian, and I hate it. Yeah, and but it we're also sucks. stuck. What are, what are we going to do? The only way out is through. Ooh. <laughs> is a, oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Pause. Whoa, Hold wait on. a second. Did what you just take- What are we going to do? Did we just- <laughs> The only way out is through. I've heard that phrase before. What does it mean? I don't know. It sounds good, but it doesn't make any I'm fucking put it sense. In a song. The only way out is through, yeah. The only way out is through. Anyways. Oh, my God. Well, Tommy. Yeah. In conclusion. The only way out is through. <laughs> I, I also want to say, if you if you are some, someone who's worried about COVID, I think it's good. I also, I also feel, I don't know, I don't know. This is controversial. I think it is better, maybe perhaps, uh-huh. to get COVID okay. and recover than get the than, vaccine. Than get the vaccine. <laughs> People are telling me I need to get the vaccine. I'm like, I'm not getting the fucking vaccine. Eat a dick. <laughs> I already got COVID. Why the fuck? Like, you I still have to my g- vaccine, yeah, motherfucker. You still have to get the vaccine. Why? Why? It's scientifically explain to me why. Well, because we don't know. Then I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I, oof, I almost agree with that. Wow, Tommy. I'm, I don't know. I didn't know you were a Ben Shapiro fan. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the deal. Biden's in office now. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> oh, is that? I don't have to battle evil anymore, Bill. <laughs> Look, that is a, that's a big debate going on. Everyone's like, well, now that Biden is in office, I'm everyone's joking. going to relax. I'm, I think I'm that's the opposite. I have a little tongue in cheek. I still think things are bad. But, I mean, let's be real. The second Biden got elected... I felt my political asshole just unclench 50%. Yes. 
and and I needed a break. I needed a break from the constant YouTube videos and the bombardment of just negativity and doom. Okay, so that being said, now that Biden's in office, do you think that that things like movements that were galvanized, there's that word again, team, during Trump, like BLM and Me Too, do you think that they will be more nuanced and more relaxed now that Biden's in office? Or do you think that people are going to like, see, and just double down? Mm. Like when they're, when a black man is killed by a cop oh, during the Biden run. No, yeah, that, that would like, still will, be a What will change? Problem. Like nothing, the interaction will be the same. The interaction will be the same. Yes. Especially with that specific issue, yes. Yes. There's there's no case where that will happen where people are going to be like, oh, Biden's office, we're cool. I am hoping desperately that the Democrats get those two Georgia Senate seats. We'll yeah. see. If they do, there is a significant chance Biden could do something good. Yes. I'm hoping for one thing. <laughs> one good the thing. The Green New Deal. Not the Green New Deal. <laughs> There's no hope for that. I'm hoping for one good thing. You like know? what? Universal body cams? Background checks? I don't even mean on a specific issue. I think we already have mostly body cams. I don't think we have a, univer- a federally mandated we universal body a, cam. That's no. true. We it's don't. like state by state. Um, I'm hoping for public a significant public option for health care that competes and lowers prices for health care across the board. Mm. That's a huge ask. Yeah. I'm not saying Medicare for all. I'm saying a public option that is affordable and actually doesn't suck. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want. I want it so bad. I've wanted it since I first found out about the existence of universal health care when I was like eight. Yeah. I was like, that's a thing? Yeah. That's a great idea. Great I was like idea. Eight. Instantly knew that was a good idea. <sighs> I watched that movie Sicko. You remember? Yeah. Michael Moore Sicko. Michael Moore Sicko, yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And it made an amazing point. About, I mean, say what you will about Michael Moore. He's made some some doo doo. He's made some seminal documentaries. He's made some great documentaries, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think he turned a lot of people onto certain concepts, yeah. like universal health care is something that they have in most countries, and it's not that hard to implement, and it's all down to greed. Well, the whole idea of like it's not that hard to implement. I just am not smart enough to know how not that hard it is to implement. Because is it not that hard to implement? I mean, even Hillary was like, that'd be great, but look, we have an employer-based uh, healthcare system. What can we do? Tear down, start over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> what can we possibly do? Uh, fix it all and make it better? Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Oh, man. Just First get rid time of out of the park. What all boils down to is the military. We can't, we're too afraid to get rid of our huge military overwhelming power. And if we were to cut down our military by 50%, everything would be paid for. Everything would be paid for. The other thing is part of the reason that we won't give universal health care and universal higher education is because those are military incentives in our volunteer-based system. Mm. If you join the military, you get college paid for, GI and you Bill. get the universal health care from the true. VA. That's true. Oh, wow. My dad has gone to the VA his whole life. Yeah. And has gotten affordable health care. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. The VA has a lot of problems. Sure. It's underfunded. But 
<sighs> so yeah, if we took the military budget and halved it, I mean, that's... Yeah, so the military is like, crap. hey, if you want free college, then you can... And I do also agree, this is a Republican talking point that I semi-agree with, like, free college for everyone. Like, if someone's studying lesbian dance theory, mm-hmm. should taxpayer got, pay $80,000 for some chick to to get a bachelor's in lesbian dance theory? If I I'm mean, being real, I'm more right on full universal healthcare. Or, or excuse me, not universal healthcare. I love universal healthcare. Universal college. Yes. I think community college should be free. It isn't? No. Huh. It is in Kentucky. If you finish high school, they'll give you, which is like, did I see Kentucky? I keep brain farting. <laughs> I meant Tennessee. I meant Tennessee. Same thing. <laughs> I wish. Um, in Tennessee, and I know because uh, my nephews are down there, they got free community college. Interesting. I think, I think that's a great idea. If you get, I believe it's if you get certain grades or something, you have to qualify. Yeah. But if you can't afford college, they'll give you free community college. Interesting. Great idea. And I think if you do community college, they should pay for the next two years too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is what's going on. Like when I went to Princeton, it was so expensive for a degree that I had never did anything with. And I just had to spend the next 10 years. <laughs> Paying it off. F- figuring out a way to pay it off, defaulting on loans, doing everything I can. Um, and I can't even imagine. And I was just paying for the name. Really? I mean, that's all you're paying for. You're not paying for the fucking education. I don't, I don't fully understand. I'm, I get the Ivy League thing, depending on where you're going. And I'm sure it does help you in some ways. But I have f- friends who went to Harvard, and they are in the creative yeah. fields. And it doesn't help them that much. No, absolutely right? not. Like in terms of like acting, singing, writing, like it might get you into a room, but you the, still got to struggle your ass off. The on. worst, so I went to graduate school for acting, right? Yeah. That was just as expensive as Princeton. That was 20 plus thousand dollars a year to go to NYU graduate school. Oh, NYU. And all you're told is to work on theater. You're not taught film. You're not taught to make film or create content. You just taught Chekhov and Shakespeare and theater. You could spend your whole life doing theater successfully and not pay off fucking sixty thousand dollars for fucking yeah, it's fucking college horse shit. Yeah, I was I was very very lucky. I had a in-state uh, ah, film school. Yeah, public. I truly I could not have gotten more lucky. Yeah, of all the states that have a good in-state film school. Yeah, maybe three. California. Good North Carolina. Good luck getting into UCLA, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Good the fuck luck. Where else? Maybe SCAD? That's private, isn't it? I don't know. UNCSA is a pretty damn good school. Yeah. And and the tuition was very low for me Yeah. being in North Carolina. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I got away with it. I mean... It's not. I would have loved to go to NYU. Yeah. My parents were like, huh? Oh, so expensive. Jesus Christ. Now you're unemployed. NYU. So, um, anyway, there it is. And now you're unemployed. That was That's nickname. pretty funny. I haven't heard that. So, um, <laughs> I got to pee. I'm recovering from COVID. I would say if you guys get COVID, just put everything in your fucking system. Everything. The only way that you really know, this is how you really know if you got it. I think from everything I've heard. When you're not congested, but you can't smell or taste. 
Because sometimes you can't smell or taste if you're really congested. You have a really bad cold. You won't really be able to smell and taste. But if you, you don't, couldn't smell or taste, there was a day or two where it was definitely diminished. Interesting. And I wasn't congested. So that was a weird feeling. What if I was nervous that I had it, kind of had a headache and and the sniffles for a day or two, and kind of just felt a little weird? Well, then I would get an antibody test. I mean, if you get an antibody test, that's great. That'll make you feel great. You'll get if you get positive for antibody test. Like Jesus, I had. I didn't even know. Perfect. Interesting. They're expensive though. They're like hundred. Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think I'm just going to continue to live in fear every day. That's the way. That's the (laughs) the motto of 2020. Live in fear every day. Live in fear every day. It's never ending. The only way out is through. (laughs) All right, guys. We are signing off. We both have to pee because we're squirming in our seats. Yep. Have a great, great uh, New Year's, and we'll talk soon.